It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn's biggest win in the 2023 season, I'm predicting it'll be against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Breathing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yahtzee. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We are dapping it up on a Friday. Daryl Dapperich, Montgomery Radio Vet, hanging out with us. And the way we're treating this show is this is the last show of the offseason. On Monday, we start game week stuff because game week will be here. And so we are emptying the notebook regarding our projections for this season. Individual stat leaders, our final projections of wins and losses for the 2023 season for the Auburn Tigers. But first things first, let's project the biggest wins. Daryl and I will both share our three biggest wins. And we'll start with, I I think, Arkansas. I think going on the road to Fayetteville against an Arkansas team that I believe has been overhyped a little bit because K.J. Jefferson is, I guess right now, we have to say he's the best quarterback in the SEC. He's picking up all the preseason accolades. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve that, Daryl. But I think once you get past him and Rocket Sanders, I think Auburn is going to be able to go to Fayetteville and win. And I think that's going to be a huge win, arguably the biggest win for the Auburn Tigers this upcoming season. It's a great one, and, and especially that it's on the road. I think that you can you give plus points for that. Anytime you get a big yeah. win on the road, I think that it's even more impactful and it's even a bigger win uh, than, than holding court at home. And you're right about the Arkansas thing. I mean, the, SEC Media Days, we had a lot of conversations with fellow Arkansas writers and, and podcasters, and there's this – perception that it's just an automatic given that they're going to have a great year and that they have the best quarterback in the league and and, and almost in a weird way that Auburn's looking up at Arkansas. And so, I don't know. I mean, you look at Pittman, he had that one year where he won nine games, but after that, they've been pretty average. Had a really bad year with three wins, then won six or seven one year. So, whether they're trajecting upwards or whatever it is, I, I like that choice. I just didn't think, I don't know, I guess I'm used to in the last decade, winning at Arkansas and beating Arkansas. So it's not a big win for me yet. It doesn't feel big. But yeah, I get why you're saying it's big because of being on the road. And I'm not trying to be snotty or snooty or some or like other fan bases that we have to deal with every day and act like we're more important than we are. But um, I don't know. I just – there's other games that I'm going out on a limb and predicting some upsets that I think would – so if I'm saying they're going to win, they have to. These are these will end up being really big if they pull it off. Yeah, I, I just think you know, from a talent standpoint, I don't think I don't think Arkansas from top to bottom is more talented than Auburn. I think they've got you know a more proven quarterback, and I think they've got a more proven running back. But if you told me at the end of this year Peyton Thorne was more decorated and accomplished than than, than KJ and Jarquez Hunter in the stable of running backs at Auburn were more productive than than Arkansas's rushing attack from the running back room. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all. And I think also, you know, Hugh Freeze clearly isn't afraid of Arkansas. He beat him last year when he was at Liberty as well. So that's what I'm projecting to be the biggest win of Auburn's season. Daryl, what's the biggest win in your mind if you had to guess what's coming up this year? 
I'm going to go on a limb, predict the upset in Jordan-Hare, and say that Auburn upsets Alabama. And if that happens, that's the biggest win of the year. Incredible. It, it is. And, and, and because of what you just said is why I don't think – and I'm pushing back a little bit – is why I don't think Arkansas is a big win because the rosters are similar and it's like Auburn very easy. We feel like they – we, 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 we wouldn't be shocked, right, if Auburn won that game. There would be some people, including Auburn fans, that would still be fairly shocked if Auburn won the game, injured and hair in the Iron Bowl, and you freeze his first year. That happens, and I, you know, I'm just going to go on a limb and say I could see that big upset happening. It happens every year. College football, weird things happen in Jordan Hare. Uh, do I think Alabama's a better team than Auburn? Yes. Do I think that Auburn's going to be looking up at Alabama in the standings? Yes. For all the people that watch this show and want to cap me, come at me hard about that. But it just takes one game. just takes one upset. And a very ordinary Brian Harson-led team two years ago with a generational quarterback at the helm at Alabama with one play, stay in bounds, and Auburn wins that game. I think Hugh Freeze is a better coach. I think Alabama doesn't have as good a quarterback as Bryce Young. Their defense may be saltier. So who knows what could happen? It's not the unthinkable. And so that would be the biggest win of the year uh, for me, obviously, because of who it is and probably Alabama being a top five team when they met. Yeah, I, I obviously don't have Auburn beating Alabama, or, or that would be the biggest win uh, on my list, too. The second biggest win I think will happen for the Auburn Tigers is at Cal. Week two, and I believe, Daryl, this is one of yours as well, I think it's got the opportunity – to set the stage for what this season could potentially be. It's also the first time we're going to see all of these new transfers in, in, in action where they're going up against folks that are as athletic and as competitive as them. No offense to UMass, but I just think that's going to be an aspect of it. It's also going to be kind of, I don't know, all the stuff that's happening off the field, the travel, the late kick. It's going to be a lot of things that are a little unusual for this team. And I think if you can go out and get that, I think it's a, a big, big hurdle because obviously you get Cal next year at home. I agree. And I have Cal as a biggest win, uh, another big win of the season. And here's why. I've said all along that for Auburn to get to where I think they're going to get, which we'll reveal later as far as final record, they have to, have to win all of their non-conference games. And that includes Cal. So just from a pure record standpoint, if you want to get to the demarcation line of where I think would be considered a successful season, at least a winning season, I think you beat Cal. You have to beat Cal to do that. You have to win all of your four non-conference games. Then from a psychological trajectory, how is the season going to turn out viewpoint, it's also big. Because if you go on the road in week two against a Pac-4 opponent, and that's what they are, the Pac-4, mm -hmm. and get beat – it could completely change the trajectory of your program, I think, from a self-doubt standpoint. Sure, you can bounce back, and I'm sure they will. But I think it changes the course of the season if you go into the Texas A&M game 2-1 and one instead of 3-0. and oh. And that's when things start to get different with belief system and psychologically and how the season is going to trend. So that's why I think winning that game is big, and I think it'll be big when Auburn comes away with that W on the road, obviously on the West Coast, you know, kicking off really, really late. And so I think that for a national TV audience, I think that could, you know, kind of propel Auburn forward a little bit. Yep. No, we're on the same page there for sure. My third biggest win, Daryl, uh, if we had to project it out, is Auburn hosting Mississippi State. I, I think 
You're going to see a very different Mississippi State team as you have in the last few years, obviously with the passing of Mike Leach. And, and we'll certainly see one last year uh, with Rodgers at the helm, you know, behind center, throwing the ball around. But I just don't... Uh, there, there's some folks that believe in them, but th I think there's a real chance this is a battle for, you know, is Auburn going to finish fifth or sixth in the SEC West? And, and I think Auburn's going to have a lot of value with this. Obviously, Hugh Freeze with his Mississippi ties. I, I think this is going to be one of the more winnable games at home that's in conference. And I think it's important. I think it's important that you take care of those. And uh, this is a game where Auburn has been, you know, okay, they should win this game. And then they slip up and blow a 28 to three lead or something like that. I think when you beat Mississippi state later this year, it kind of allows this program to put some of that crap behind them. You know, it's really very rare that I ever do this. And I, when we get these lists and we think about these lists, I'm one of those guys that goes first gut, go with it and stick with it yeah. right before we hit record even before I talked to you, I changed my mind on what my number three was. It is Mississippi State now. And it's it's very similar because here's the thing. I was in the stands two years ago, and that was one of the worst feelings I've ever had coming out of a college football game with the collapse. Yeah. And then last year, Cadillac's first game, the emotions on the road, Auburn comes back and almost wins the game and has it right there and gets – so two years in a row, pain. Mm -hmm in those losses. And so Mississippi State's normally not a big opponent or a big win on Auburn's schedule. But for the hurt and the pain and the just the, the the commercial with the dollar bill on the fishing line and the guy jerks it back, right? That's what that felt like the last two years. Get that behind you. Get the monkey off your back with that game and separate yourself from Mississippi State in the standings like you should. That's why I have that as the third biggest win. I, I think that's great. I think we're on the same page for most of these. And, you know, there's no reason Auburn should ever have a multiple game losing streak against Mississippi State. It just shouldn't happen. And then they need to end that. They need to end that. And I think they will later this year. All right, let's go through the schedule. Let's drop our final season predictions for the Auburn Tigers. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the fastest, easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals in the last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped over the fun you will have. I use game time. Yesterday, I went over to Atlanta, took a day, went over to Atlanta, and uh, checked out the PGA Tour Championship. I bought those tickets. Um on the Game Time app, it was very easy to use. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Once again, download the Game Time app and use promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Also, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Eddie's Cal Zones. Eddie's Cal Zones is located at 130 North, uh, North College Street in downtown Auburn, across from the new Target. And there's nothing like Eddie's with specialty Cal Zones and crispy wings, sides such as loaded curly fries and tots. And of course, the coldest beer in town, game day weekend. Would it be complete without a trip to Eddie's? I love the bacon, uh, bacon chicken ranch 
Calzone is very, very good. I'm very excited to try their wings next time I go as well. But the cool thing about Eddie's Calzones is they are open and they are delivering until 4 a.m. It's just a late night tradition in downtown Auburn. So whether you're out on the town or just studying late, Eddie's is there for you. And if you're in town tailgating, they will deliver to your tailgate or your hotel room as well. Please keep that in mind as you tailgate and come to Auburn this season. And also take advantage of their specials. Eddie's two-for-one calzones on Tuesdays, half-price wings on Wednesday, and beer specials Sunday through Thursday, $2 domestic, $3 imported, and craft beer from 3 to 6 p.m. You can find Eddie's on the web at eddiescalzonesauburn.com or give them a call at 334-329-5111 to keep up with their specials. Uh, head over and search for their Instagram. Eddie's Calzones, Wings, Beer, and Sports, open and delivering until 4 a.m. Daryl Daprich, our guest on this Friday. You got the Game Time app downloaded. It's easy to use. Absolutely. I just want people to know, uh, you know, I've had it for a while now, even before they became a sponsor. So we we practice what we preach, brother. No question about it. No question about it. All right, let's run through this schedule, give our final projection uh, projections and predictions for what Auburn could do this season. Uh, I think they win against UMass. I assume you do as well. I do. I think that's uh, my Egyptian for that. I mean, my projection for that is that we win that game. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. At, at Cal, I think Auburn wins at Cal. Sounds like you do as well. I do as well. Yep. Sanford at home. I don't think that's worth a discussion. I think here's where we're going to start to split. At Texas A&M, okay. I've said throughout the summer, I actually said on yesterday's show as well, Daryl, that Texas A&M is the most important game on Auburn's schedule this year. I do not think Auburn wins in College Station. I think uh, what they're trying, their experiment on offense, I think it's going to work. And, and I think uh, just from a talent standpoint, I think their roster is better than where Auburn's is at right now. I agree. I had them winning this game earlier in the year, and I've changed my mind. And when I look at where I have Auburn from a record standpoint, projection-wise, it really doesn't work. <laughs> if Auburn beats Texas A&M, yeah. it's actually better. If, but I, I just think that you know, at College Station, uh, it's going to be tough to win there. They're going to be laying in the weeds. Petrino will have that offense revitalized, and I, I think, think so. that Auburn loses that game. I like Connor Wegman, too. I think he's good. I think he's very underrated. Uh, then Auburn hosts Georgia at home. And, and look, this Texas A&M, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, I mean, that is a streak mm -hmm. right there. Uh, so they return home. They host Georgia. I, I think Georgia wins that game. So I think Auburn loses that one. I do as well. They go to Baton Rouge. I think they lose three straight um, and, and yeah. lose in Baton Rouge against LSU. And that's where it's going to be very, very crucial that the Auburn football team's leaders – the players that are that are absolutely identified as leaders mm -hmm. and the coaching staff keeps this team together and does not allow them to go off the rail in the middle of a three-game losing streak because the fans are going to get restless. But understand and be realistic that Auburn will go into that game 3-0, and lose three in a row perhaps, and then have the last third of the season or last fourth of the season to get things right again. And then – Ole Miss coming to Auburn. I have Auburn losing four straight games. I have them dropping Ole Miss at home. All right. So I don't know which of the two. So that I'm not trying to take – I think that Auburn loses either the Ole Miss or the Arkansas game. Not mm -hmm. both, 
but they lose one of the two. And I haven't really decided yet my gut feeling as to which one they lose, but I think they either lose at home against Ole Miss or on the road at Arkansas. That's my, that would be and the I guess I, te- I, I guess I technically agree with you. And I think whichever one of those wins is the biggest of the season for Auburn, if that were the case. Gotcha. Mississippi State, we both have Auburn beating Mississippi State the following week. At Vanderbilt, we have Auburn beating Vanderbilt. In Fayetteville, I said it would be the biggest win of the season. I've got Auburn winning in Fayetteville. New Mexico State at home, we both have Auburn beating New Mexico State. And then Alabama, of course, the Iron Bowl. I have Auburn losing that game, but you don't think it's out of the question. Uh, you, you said that would be Auburn's biggest win this season. Yep, and that puts Auburn at 8-4 and four for me. And I've, I've, got got at, I've got them at 7-5. and five. Yeah, I've, I've just kind of felt really strong about 8-4 and four since the spring, and nothing that I have seen or felt has made me deviate to either go better mm-hmm. or worse. Obviously, we know that like a win at Texas A&M and Auburn starting out 4-0 can change the trajectory of this season from an 8-4 and four to a 9-3. and three. You win a bowl game, and now you're talking double-digit wins. So – I think eight and four, uh, and I think they finished the season on a really high note. You know, coming down the, the last fourth of their season with some big wins, kind of getting some momentum as they go into the bowl game. And then I think that I feel good about any bowl game. that If Auburn's eight and four and they go to a decent bowl game, I feel really good about any bowl game they would play in too. So give me an official prediction. Are, are you having Arkansas or Ole Miss as one of the wins? I'm going to say Ole Miss is the win. Okay, so you've got them losing to Arkansas. So of because, the th- Just because it's on the road, that's it. So of the three losses, of the three losses that we agree on, Texas mm-hmm. A&M, Georgia, and LSU, which of those do you think is most winnable? A&M. Okay. I think I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Because Georgia, I just don't see that happening. No, and I think LSU is going to be pretty – you know, I picked LSU to win the West at SEC Media Days. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I think – look, i got to put my money where my mouth is. If I picked Alabama to finish second in the West, and I still think that they could finish second in the West and be a, foot, a playoff team just the way sure. things work out, right? The loser mm-hmm. of the SEC Championship game gets out by default and Alabama slides in. So I think Alabama will have a very good football team. I think they'll win 10 games at least. I think they, I see them finishing in the second or first in the West. But if they finish second, they're beatable. If they finish second in the West, somebody else has gotten them during the course of the regular season for that to happen. And because of that, the the you know the really the just the whole attitude of being unconquerable goes away mm-hmm. when you see somebody else has has beaten them, and then you've got them in your backyard. It, it's feasible. I get it. I get it. All right. Uh, which individual Auburn Tigers will lead in some different stats? We're going to have kind of a quicker rapid-fire segment coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Auburn Med Aesthetics. Guys, we've all been there. It's the day before even the day of your anniversary or a birthday or some event that you need to be celebrating and you need the perfect gift. Well, the solution is you go to auburnmedaesthetics.com and you get a gift card for whether it's Botox, facials, laser treatments, and help your significant other feel incredible. Because that's really what's important here. And, I mean, we get asked the question, you know, how do I look? And your significant other, your wife, your girlfriend, your fiancé, they will love meeting with Dr. Nancy Herring and then her master esthetician, Circe Kelly. They've got 15 years 
of experience in the med spa industry. They are the best in the business. And at Auburn Med Aesthetics, you can get personalized, private, and relaxed appointments to create that perfect med spa environment. So you can certainly head over to auburnmedaesthetics.com, get the gift card. They'll love it. Uh, for the full-service med spa that's serving our great community in Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County. Gift card purchases are easy. AuburnMedAesthetics.com or just stop in and see them on East, uh, East Glen Avenue across from Chappies. Remember, Auburn Medesthetics is perfect for last-minute gift cards. Guys, we promise that she will love it. There the NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Al Daprich, our guest. We're going to now predict, as this is the last, I can't stress this enough. This is the last off-season episode of Locked On Auburn. Feels good. We, we made it. We made it. Mm. Uh, all right, so we're going to predict Auburn stat leaders in several key stats. And I want you guys to either hit us up in Discord or on Twitter or uh, in the YouTube comments down below who you think will be leading in these stat categories. Because I think on some, we're going to get a lot of similar answers. I think on others, we'll get a, a nice variety. So who leads Auburn in rushing? I'm going with Jarquez Hunter. I imagine most people will, Daryl. Yeah, I will as well. I think he's a thousand yard rusher. Okay. I think he's gonna have a great year. So yes, I think that's a no brainer on that one. Okay. This one's an interesting one. I think we can get a lot of different you can make the case, I think, for three, maybe four different players. Who leads in yards per carry? Last year, the leader in yards per carry was the backup running back, which was Jarquez Hunter. And because of that, I'm gonna say Damari Austin leads in average yards per carry, average yards per touch. That's a good one. Uh, that's a really good take. I'm going to go with Robbie Ashford. That's a great one, I, too. Yeah. I think he's going to have packages, and when, with, the, with the packages, it's not going to be two-yard runs. I think he's going to have some explosive plays. Even if it's 10 a game, we're not talking about total yards. We're talking about average. And let's just say he averages 11, 12 yards every time he touches the ball running it because of the packages for him. Wow, then that's someone that will, will lead the team in yards per carry. So I'm going with Robbie. Yeah, the main reason I didn't pick Robbie is because I think he's going to be used in short yardage and goal line situations, and that just nukes your your yards per carry. It's a good um, but th that was just my thought process. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, you can make the case for Jarquez, Robbie, Damari, and Brian Batty. I think Brian Batty will be a popular answer to this question as well. Who do you think leads in receiving yards? I'm going with the hot hand, and right now that's uh, Shane Hollywood Hooks. Yeah, I, I am as well. Uh, especially since it's the flavor of the week. I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I probably would have had a different choice uh, early on, uh, probably mm -hmm. about a month ago. If you asked me this question, I said Javaris Johnson. But I think I've changed my mind and Hooks looks the part, and I, I'm buying what everyone's selling. I think that he'll, he'll be a guy that leads the team in receiving yards. Yeah, I think we'll get a handful of different answers for that one too because, once again, you can make the argument for Jair Shorter. You can make the argument for Camden Brown. You can – possibly make the argument for Rivaldo Fairweather, which I think would be an interesting one, but I wouldn't discount it at all. Yeah. All right. Who do you think leads Auburn in receptions in 2023? I'll continue with the hot hand. Who's been a fall fling since the get go. I'll, uh, I'll go with slot receiver Jay fair. 
All right, I'm going to go with Fairweather. Um, okay. I think Fairweather is going to get 50 to 55 catches this year. Oh, my gosh. I think he's going to get four, about four a game. Now, they may not be big chunks of yardage. They may be little 10-yard drags and little seven-yard ends. And, you know, in the end zone at the five-yard line, there's Fairweather catching the ball one yard inside the goal line and, you sure. know, trucking somebody or falling backwards over a small cornerback. So that's – his yards per catch may not be great. But I think the total quantity of yards, our total yard quantity of catches, I could see him getting four catches, five catches a game. You project that out over 12 games, you're talking about, you know, if he catches four some games, five another, you're talking about right there in the mid-50s, and so that would be huge. I just think we've heard so much about, and we've heard similar things about Fairweather, so this isn't a great argument to say, you know, Jay Fair above Rivaldo Fairweather, but we've just heard how steady he is. And I think that's what we want from the slot receiver is three, four, five catches a game, nothing crazy. You know, you may go five catches for 40 yards in a game, but over the course of a season, you know, that's probably enough. That's probably enough for him to be the leading receiver well, um, on this team. And I would say if you, you've got the, the, the word fair in your name, we both agree, whether it's fair weather nice. or if it's Jay Fair. And, and I think to your point, I can see Jay Fair catching a lot of slants. You know, third and four, bam, six-yard slant, first down. I mean, I yeah. see that. I can envision that. And so, yeah, he may pick up a lot of catches. That's a good That's a good choice. All right. Uh, last one, and then we'll move to defense. Total touchdowns. We're taking passing out of this. Total touchdowns. I'm going with Jarquez Hunter. So am I. I mean, this is a guy last year as the number two running back that seemed to get more touchdowns than Bigsby did. And I remember there being a problem with that and people going, why give the ball to Bigsby? But when you get in short yard situations, Hunter would put his head down. I mean, even as a freshman against LSU and yeah. some of those games, he had the big touchdowns inside the five. We've also seen him the ability to score from the 20 or 25 and catching balls out of the backfield, little swing passes, mm -hmm. housing those. So because of those three components, I think he'll lead the team in touchdowns. All right, switching to defense, sacks. I can't imagine we get a whole lot of debate on this, but I will go with the transfer, Jalen McLeod. Me too. I mean, he had six for App State last year. I think that Auburn's not going to have – I think Auburn will have kind of a sack selection by committee. I think you'll see a handful of people with sacks, but I think his total will be the highest of all the Auburn defensive players. Yeah, I'm curious to see who else people say. Like, does somebody make an argument for Keldrick Falk or does somebody make so. an argument for – Steven Sings mm -hmm. or Marcus Harris. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then tackle. Or some safeties. Ron Roberts likes to bring safeties. You know, we may we may see something that we used to see, and that's safeties getting some sacks on blitzes and stuff. So maybe that would certainly be surprising, but maybe. Um, tackles, overall tackles. I'm gonna go with Austin Keys. I think they get his uh I think they get him back on the field, and I think he's gonna be steady. I think he's going to get eight to 10 tackles a game. And I, I think over the course of it, he'll have a hundred tackles this season. Yeah. I think that that's a good, good get. I mean, that's a good choice, especially because that second level, I think Jason Jones, and because I think that SEC offenses are going to try to run between the tackles at Auburn and perceive that as a, have that as a perceived weakness and try to go right at him. And I think Jones is going to hold the fort and, and make a lot of plays in the middle of the field for Auburn. Yeah, friend of the program, Jason Jones. That'd be awesome. I would absolutely love that. Daryl Daprich, next time we talk, it will be mm. game day eve, my friend. We have made it. 
In the meantime, how can people check out everything you've got going on and give you some love? Follow me on Twitter, DAP6410. Catch me in the Locked on Auburn Discord. And then Monday mornings and Tuesday afternoons, I'm on the Auburn Network on various shows. Yep, absolutely. Follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Read all of our written work at AuburnDaily.com. And please, 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 if you enjoy the show, click that subscribe button. We will see you on Monday. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.